You're listening to Beyond the Chart, where we go off the record with Baton Rouge General's medical elite. I'm your host, Brogan Taj. Let's get charting. Welcome back to Beyond the Chart. It's your host, Brogan, and this is our Heart of a Survivor series. For Patton Brantley, Knowing your family history was the name of the game. This story of a 36-year-old heart attack survivor is one you don't want to miss. All right, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we always like to get to know people a little bit better. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from around here? I am. I'm from Baton Rouge. Um, I grew up here, went to St. Aloysius, went to Catholic High, Mm -hmm. LSU, and um, started my own real estate company after LSU, and that's what you ever since. All yeah. right, uh, do you want to plug your real estate company? Sure, it's Brantley Realty Group. Okay, local yeah, local residential real estate company. So you have a family here? I do. Uh, all my my mom's here, aunts and uncles, cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is from Central, so her family's still here. Awesome. Yeah. Very very. Local. You have kids? We have three kids. Okay. We have a ten year old boy named Brant. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon-to-be eight-year-old boy named Bankston, and a two-year-old little girl named Burke. Oh, that's sweet. All right. Well, I'm sure people who are listening, they're going to know you're here to, um, you're one of our heart ambassadors, yes. kind of here to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And I know it's an interesting story because you're pretty young. Yeah. So do you want to like kind of jump into that story? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Um, so when I was 36. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? I'm 45 now. Okay, so this happened so, when you were 36. When I was 36. So I guess I was young when I had the heart attack. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Um, so I was, it was uh, December 27th, which is actually my brother's birthday. Okay. So very, very normal day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. We go home, and I start getting ready to go out to dinner for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And wasn't having any issues, but I was ironing his shirt. Or ironing my shirt yeah. for the yeah. for dinner. As soon as I finished, like I put the iron down, and I felt like just this rush go through my entire body, and just kind of like stopped. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, that was that was really strange." And I, for whatever reason, I was like, "I'm just going to sit down." Mm-hmm. I sat down and immediately, like, just was covered in sweat. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was lucky because I knew my family history of okay. heart disease. I in the spitting image of my grandfather who passed away from a heart attack at 42. Okay. So I didn't have any pain. There wasn't anything like that, but I knew I felt weird. And mm-hmm. explain like what the rush that came over you felt like, like you were going to pass out kind of. Yeah. It would be like if you stood up really quick and mm-hmm. got like lightheaded, like a little lightheaded. Yeah. This, yeah, it was, it was very similar to that, but just a, like, no pain, just like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Like this is, and then then you started right. sweating, and then just dripping, like dripping okay. from my fingertips. Which even when I exercise, yeah, that's it's like never no, like yeah. that. It's never like that hardcore. So, and you immediately thought, immediately, oh, this is heart I like, related. I did. I was like, something. I was like, we. I was like, we need to go to the hospital right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, our baby, who was our firstborn, mm-hmm. wasn't even a year old. Wow, okay. and. My wife, uh, I just remember, like, she was, okay, do I have time to change the baby? And I was like, no, no, you don't. Like, get in the car. So she drove me 
to the hospital. I actually called my dad on the way to tell him, hey, we're going to the hospital. I think something's wrong. And he three-wayed in my uncle Mm -hmm. who had uh, actually had a heart attack uh, kind of recently to that. And they're both on the phone, like, talking me through it. Do you have any pain? Do you have pain? I was like, no. Nothing shooting through your arm? No, nothing. Hmm. And Carrie, like, was driving, but she looked at me, and I was, like, ghost white, Mm. like, super pale. And she told him that. And they're like, okay, go ahead and go. We get to the hospital. They they take me in the back and do my EKG. And very calmly, they're like, okay, stand up. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go. We're going to go this way now. And I'm like. What's going on? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, so, the res- like, you have the results? Yes, we have the results. I was like, so am I having a heart attack? Yeah, like, so calm. Yeah, you are. Wow. We're just going to go back here, and we're walking back. And I'm not, like, I'm just super focused on myself mm-hmm. at that time. But we're walking back, and the girl that's walking me back, like, looks down the hall and, like, yells down the hall, get the doctor. This is my realtor. He sold me a house two weeks ago. <laughs> Wow. And I, 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 Small I, world. Right? I looked at her and I goes, oh, my God, I did, I did just sell you a house. How's everything good? <laughs> like, how is everything? Is everything good? And she's like, it's great. Let's just get you in this room. Uh-huh. And that was, like, a, so such a amazing experience. It's weird to say mm-hmm. that. But when I tell you, like, I'm laying in the bed and there were probably eight to ten uh, nurses and everybody else that was in there. And it was like a clock. Like everybody did their job and went out Mm -hmm. and they were just rotating, doing their, doing what they had to do. And for whatever reason, it's like super calming knowing Mm -hmm. that they all knew exactly what they were supposed to do. Everybody was keeping me calm Mm -hmm. and just having like casual conversations with me. Mm -hmm. So, and then just, and then this whole time you never like experienced any pain or anything. Never, never. Wow. So where did you keep like sweating the whole time or like did the kind of subside or it started to subside? I think once I got in that room Mm -hmm. uh, and they gave me probably some nitro to like Mm -hmm. get everything ready and who, you know, whatever else they gave me. Um, and then Dr. Hathorne came in who is now my, uh, my cardiologist. He came in and immediately was like, okay, we're just going to put some stents in through your wrist. Mm hmm. Okay, great. So I was actually like, they gave me more medicine to kind of like mm-hmm. knock you out. But I was, I was awake during the whole yeah. experience. And he was telling me, he's like, all right, we're going to put a balloon in your heart. This might, this might hurt. Never hurt. Like that's wow. the one thing I was like, I didn't have any pain throughout literally. And I was, you know, kind of in and out of it. But the whole time he would talk to me and I could answer and through it all, he's just like, okay, we're done. Wow. I was just, this, that's a this crazy story because, like, I feel like most people would have ignored symptoms like that. Like, uh, a rush, uh, like, yeah. the sweat. Like, yeah. people will be like, oh, maybe I'm coming down with food poisoning. Like, food poisoning, that, the that's flu, the first thing something. that I thought of. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, what what made you think? Did anybody else in your family have symptoms like that when they had a heart attack? No, or you were just, so you're just so acutely aware? I was just oh. aware. My So, my uncle had... Um, like shooting pain, like mm-hmm. pain in his shoulder and shooting pain. Which is like what you think it of when you think heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Like I've heard that. I've heard, oh, it feels like there's an elephant sitting on your chest. Mm-hmm. None of that was what it was. So I was, like when we went to the hospital, I was like, and talking to talking to my dad and them on the way, I was like, okay, maybe this, is, hopefully this isn't a heart attack. It doesn't seem like I have really any other symptoms. 
So I'm going to go in there. They're going to tell me it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> you go in and they're like, no, yeah, you're, you're, wow. ha you're having a heart attack, but we're going to, you're going to be fine. We're going to take you back here. That was kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, this is a, not the experience I was expecting. Yeah. So, okay. I kind of cut you off. They put no, the balloon or whatever in your heart. Yeah. Everything. So they did the balloon. Um, they, they put in two stents. I had uh, one blockage right next, right next to the widow maker. So it was mm -hmm. like, really close that was a hundred percent blocked oh wow and that's what triggered everything and i had another one um in my lower right that was i think about 90 percent blocked mm -hmm. so they put the stents in took me out and then uh took me up to icu i was in icu for a couple of days and uh it was that was another really interesting experience because all the residents and everybody would come in and look at my chart mm -hmm. because I'm not a smoker. Yeah. Was never a drug user. Mm -hmm. So there was no, like. You were, like, healthy. Otherwise, perfect health. Yeah. But I have heart disease. Okay. Which is, like, completely genetic. So mm -hmm. they would come in and look in. I'd see, like, little people pe peeking their heads in because word around mm -hmm. was, there's this young guy that's yeah in really good shape, and he had a heart attack. Yeah. So I was, like, people coming in, asking me questions, and. Some people just like not believing. Yeah, I mean, thirty six is very young. Yeah, so it was. So, um, have you had anything since then? Any heart issues or anything? No, no, no issues. I go um, every six months to do my checkups, whether it's an EKG or a stress test. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on several medications to lower my cholesterol. Yeah, beta blockers. Uh, take my baby aspirin. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the doctor like before this? Were you like, did you? No. You're no, one of those who never I went was to the doctor. Yeah, that never went. Um, went to my primary physician, mm -hmm. did all that, and um, I actually was playing basketball mm -hmm. three days before the heart attack. I played for two hours straight, like nonstop. Oh wow! <clears throat> and I asked, I asked the doctor about that, and he goes, "Your heart was conditioned for it. Mm -hmm. Like you were already, your arteries were already clogged, mm -hmm. but you continued to exercise and do everything throughout the process of it clogging that your heart was." That was normal mm. for it to push push through that as much as yeah. as much as it could. That's so interesting. I know it's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So now, do you follow up with cardiologists? Yes, all, all the time. Okay. Yeah, all the time. Um. After that, Carl Lukart mm -hmm. uh, was my uh, was my cardiologist. He's a great family friend. He recently retired, mm -hmm. and Doctor Hathorn is his uh, partner mm -hmm. uh, in the cardiology group. So he did my surgery. I had recently gotten passed on to him, so mm -hmm. I had a recent checkup with him. Everything was great. Good, good. So um, I know you mentioned in the beginning how you said your dad had a heart attack or your uncle? My uncle had one. My dad never had a heart attack, but mm -hmm. he did. He would get his checkups, mm -hmm. and he finally had to, had to get uh, like quadruple bypass surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he did have to go through all that. His His scans were... Absolutely terrible. Okay. His calcium score was through the roof. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was really, he was, he was, they basically said like his arteries were calcified. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, but he was, you know, he did his, he did his thing. And so through this whole experience, you seemed like you were very calm. Like what was going through your head while this was happening? The, I was calm for myself, but the mm -hmm. only, the, like the biggest things going through my head, I was, I was worried about my wife, Carrie, mm -hmm. and our like, 
little baby boy yeah. who's not even a year old. And like the biggest concerns for me were, am I going to see him turn one? Yeah. Like that still bothers me. Yeah. Um, but that, that was it. Yeah. Like I can't, I couldn't, I wasn't thinking about anything else. It yeah. was like, I feel like you caught, like not that you caught it fast, but like, I feel like right. people just, that's, I feel like that's the key takeaway here. Like yeah. you have to like act on those symptoms. You have yes. to know these symptoms. And I, I think for, you knowing your family history was like very important. It, that's what they, that's what all the doctors said. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the time my symptoms started to the time my stents were put in was only 56 minutes. Oh, wow. So less than an hour, everything was finished. And mm-hmm. they did, they did get on me for not calling an ambulance. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Why did you decide to like, y'all pack up and go then as opposed to calling an ambulance? I was kind of in panic mode. Yeah. We live on Blue Bonnet. Mm-hmm. So I knew how close we were to the mm-hmm. hospital. Um, but I didn't think how mm-hmm. quick can they get to me. Mm-hmm. They could have gotten to me just as quick, and yeah. then they could have started treatment yeah. there. Which that yeah, that's a bit I that's something we push that. like a yeah. lot is that's why you call an ambulance because yes. they can start immediately yes. as opposed to you so know that is one thing I would definitely say is like call the ambulance because yeah. they have treatment available mm-hmm. to start helping you right away rather yeah. than driving. And yeah, even though you were quick, else. it could have been quicker. Right. Oh, it could have been quicker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I mean. What do you have any other advice for someone who might be in the situation? Uh, a lot. So some advice that I give. So we, I, I give a little speech. I'm part of a ancient athlete group okay. here in town. What and is that? So it's a group of uh, men, 30 years old and above. Okay. It's just a sports athletic club, mm-hmm. and we, you know, friends and you go yeah. out and have fun together. Um, so every year we we accept new members. Mm-hmm. So one thing I tell all these new members during like our initiation speech is like you're not invincible like no mm-hmm. matter how old you are no matter how good a shape you think you're in yeah whether you have family history or not mm-hmm. you should go get checked and they actually started a program uh several friends work at hospitals there in the group mm-hmm. they've started programs of of checking now you have to sign up but go going getting checked and they've actually caught several yeah instances where it's like hey you need to start getting on medication or uh, one guy in the club actually had to go get stents. He randomly, he got checked after mine happened to me because we were on the same basketball team yeah. for, for the club. And he ended up having to get three stents put in Wow! before anything happened to him. He was lucky that nothing happened to him. Yeah. But like I tell all the younger guys, like don't think that this can't happen to you because when it does, yeah, you probably won't be as lucky as I was. Wow. I mean, that's a great message. Yeah. I love that. Well, I mean, that's an amazing story. Um, so it's a tradition that we ask our podcast guests to do some rapid fire questions, if that's good with you. More fun kind of yes. questions. Um, do you have? Did you have any New Year's resolutions? So funny enough, we did a uh, like family resolution where we went around our little family table and sa- asked each other, "What are some things you think we could all work on?" Mm-hmm. So I would ask my kids, "What are your? What do you think I could work on yeah, for wow. myself?" And, of course, kids being young little mm-hmm. boys who tend to have a tendency to get in trouble, they say, well, you get upset with us when we don't do <laughs> stuff, so maybe work on your tone when you talk to us. And okay. I was like, okay. So, okay, I'll work on my tone okay. when, you're, when you're doing That's that. That's good. I love that. Yeah. Um, just really trying to prioritize family more mm-hmm. this year. 
Uh, That's great. Than, than and I'm sure previous years. family has always been on the top of your list ever since right. this incident happened. Exactly. Um, are you reading any books right now? So I, I just got um, Dale Brown lives next to my mom, and he actually just uh, gave her mm. uh, a book for me to read. So that's going to be the next okay. book. It's one that he wrote himself. Okay. So she's she's given me that, and so that's going to be the next one I'm I'm going to read. Um, are you binge watching any TV shows? Yes, I just finished uh, the second season of Reacher. Okay, so I've that heard was, that's good. That was really fun. Yeah. And um, I mean, Carrie and I have a tendency to watch the guilty pleasure reality shows oh really so we're watching uh the trust on netflix that's pretty uh, interesting i don't know what that one is what's that one so they all it's a it's a group of people that mm-hmm. they bring to a resort and off the jump they're all winners they all get up they all get a cut of the pot okay but every time they vote somebody out the pot gets bigger the pot gets bigger okay. for each individual and it's it's basically an exercise of Hey, we don't have to vote anybody out. If we leave, we all get a share. Mm-hmm. But greed's involved, and yeah. games are in line and stuff that like that. So people, you know, people start. It's give. It's kind of like sur- it's giving Survivor. It does. Energy. It does have like that Survivor. Yeah. Aspect up to it. Can who do you trust? Mm-hmm. Can you trust them? So yeah, like yeah. we love Survivor. We love Big Brother. Mm. Super into MTV The Challenge. Okay. Like, I love that one because it kind of like plays into all those aspects. Yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Game, so awesome. Yeah. Um. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, by the time this comes out, yeah. we'll know if you're going to be right or not. Okay, um, I think the Ravens are going to win. Okay, um, who do you think is playing in the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be uh, San Francisco and the Ravens. Okay, I would love it if Detroit could win, but I think it's going to be San Francisco. Okay, and Baltimore. Okay, so not the Chiefs. No, I don't think they're going to do it this year. Okay. I think they are. That's look, I'm, I'm putting I, it out there. I, I think would they not are. be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm sure the NFL wants uh, the Chiefs to win because mm-hmm. all the extra viewers they get yeah. from the Taylor Swift fans. Yeah, they get it. Look, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, they're good enough. They've got it. They've got Pat Mahomes. So, all right. What's your favorite restaurant in Baton Rouge? Man, hmm. I love I love Rafino's. Mm-hmm. I love Nino's on Blue Bonnet. It's yeah, such yeah. a small, great little Italian mm-hmm. restaurant. Ruth Chris is always yeah. a fan favorite. Um, okay. For seafood, I go to Phil's. So A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, yeah. yeah. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Both, but if I had to choose, okay. I would be a dog person. Okay. I've had golden retrievers my whole life. Mm-hmm. That is, I feel like that is my like personality, yeah. like my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I don't really take everything super seriously. Yeah, yeah. And like if they see like a squirrel mm-hmm. it, like that's that's me. If yeah. something is if something happens while I'm in the middle of them like, oh hey, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on? You know. That's, that's that a is, good that that's a good per- I feel like people will say that like good yeah. that's a good personality to have. I think I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Do y'all have a dog? We we have we had a, a golden mm-hmm. passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. We uh we do have a little chihuahua. That's mm-hmm. my wife's dog, who's Sweet to us, but yeah. yappy to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've been a big pet family. We had, at one point, we had Golden, we had a cat, mm-hmm. the Chihuahua, and we had a sugar glider. Oh, wow. So yeah. Right now, the only one that's left is the little uh Chihuahua. All right, do you have any plans to get any more? I have plenty of plans to get <laughs> more, but... 
see how it Carrie goes. Carrie is kind <laughs> of yeah. holding that off. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um, do you prefer salty or sweet foods? Food salty. Salty. So yeah, like, if you're I'm craving not, something, which I'm not supposed to, to okay. have. Have you had to like be... change your diet and stuff since the heart of it? I so yes. Uh, we're not like salt is a big no no. Mm-hmm. Um, dairy is a big no no. Now I do. I I have my cheat meals that yeah. I that I'll do because I love uh, I love you know fried chicken and chicken wings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, I try. I try not to. Mm-hmm. go overboard it's really hard in louisiana yeah absolutely uh i feel like the diet they like kind of recommend is kind of the mediterranean mediterranean is like the biggest diet yeah, yeah. that's like the best one i feel like that, like across the board even like yeah. heart whatever you're dealing with like that's literally what, yeah. yeah exactly um if you could sit front row for any concert what it, would it be like money's no object any concert right now oh man metallica before they before they leave okay i guess yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I like that. I would probably say them or Foo Fighters. Do so you like a rock guy? I like everything. Okay. But I know the concerts, like if you go to a concert and they're going to put on a show, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know Taylor Swift's going to put on an amazing show when yeah. she comes to New Orleans. Yeah. So it is an amazing that, show. I've seen it twice. Have you seen it twice? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, like, if I if it's just me, I'd go to, like, one, yeah, of, yeah, one yeah. of those shows that I know, mm-hmm. like, if I'm bringing my wife, we're yeah, probably going obviously. to Taylor Swift or something yeah. like that. Um, this won't come out until after, but we're surprising my oldest with Morgan Wallen tickets. Oh, so fun. So we're going to go see him. That's going to be awesome. But Love that. A little bit of, yeah, like yeah. a little bit of everything. But I grew up mm-hmm. on yeah. kind of that rock genre. For sure. So to see some of those groups before mm-hmm. maybe they're past their prime. Yeah. Maybe they so are yeah. a little past their prime anyway. But probably still a good show. Still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of What's your, um... You said you're part of like the Asian athlete. Yeah, is basketball your go-to sport? That's my go-to. I love it. I coach um, both of my little boys' teams. Mm-hmm. I still play. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. Did you play like in high school and stuff? Oh, I I didn't. I went to I went to a boarding school for two years, mm-hmm. and I came back to Catholic High and tried tried yeah. out for the team. It's a little competitive. It's competitive. Yeah. They had they had their guys. I like to think that I. Really should have made, mm, but okay. it's okay. Um, but I grew up playing with uh, Collis Temple mm-hmm. and his his children. Yeah, we yeah. were all in the same neighborhood. So having that dynamic of such an amazing family mm-hmm. around us and growing up with like the LSU basketball community and mm-hmm. having like Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, yeah, and Chris Jackson and Vernell Singleton, all them come to the neighborhood and visit, mm-hmm. and us get to know them on a personal oh, wow. level growing That's up. Cool. That was why like that was a what big driving force. They came. They came to the Temple's house. Yeah. And we were over there almost every day in their mm-hmm. driveway playing basketball. So, oh, wow. So you have these, like, old stories and yeah, experience like with them? Yeah, memories of, of Shaq picking up, like, my little brother to, like, dunk on the basketball oh, ball. That's and, so like, cool. Him being like, all right, y'all four against me. Oh, wow. And we'd play, and just, we could never score because yeah, he was obviously. seven foot tall, and he just, like, dinked the ball away. And, like, okay, well, this is still fun. Wow, those are really, like – Cool core memories. Yeah, it was really fun. It was like really, very really formative cool. years. A lot, of, a lot of people don't get that experience. Yeah, those, so I can see why basketball is yeah. your sport. All righty. Well, I think that's about it. Is there anything else you want our audience to know about you? About uh, your like know about their heart? What anything? I would say if if you're taking the time to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. about this subject, you you have some awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, try to spread that awareness. Try to get 
anybody in your family or your friend group that may have some form of history of heart disease um, to go get checked up. That, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most important aspect of it. Um, age doesn't matter mm-hmm. at this point. Like it's affecting all age groups. When I was when I was in the hospital, they were telling me that there were people like in their mid twenties suffering from heart disease and mm-hmm. having heart attacks. So don't ever think you're invincible. Yeah. Don't don't wait. You know, get go get checked. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right.